Abudi, Abudai, Abudi, Abudai, Abudi, Abudai, Abudi, Abudai. Hey, Jordan, what's up? Hi. I take it you just went to an Eiffel 65 concert, Keith. <laughs> You're closed, Jordan. I just watched Iron Man 3. Wow, I was way off. Uh, welcome to uh, Rushing to the End Game. Uh, you just heard Keenan, one Hi, of your hosts. I'm Keenan, I'm the co host. <laughs> I'm Jordan, and the person you can hear laughing hysterically in the background is our special guest, Katie. Hi. Hello. Hi, Katie. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just get right into it. Like, this movie starts off with some sort of a bang, I would say. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it. I when I was watching that opening scene, I, like, sat up straight in my chair. I'm like, oh... I need to take notes on this movie, y'all. Yeah, Keenan had much of the same reaction of a, wait, wait, what? What's going on? (laughs) I remember that movie as, I remember that song as being from whenever I would go to roller skate rinks in the (laughs) 90s. So I was very confused when it showed up in a 2013 film. Yeah, and I guess it makes sense within the context yeah, of the movie. Yeah, because it's Y2K. Yeah, but it, <laughs> it still was extremely jarring yeah. for what this movie was. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we got Tony. We're talking about Iron Man 3. Yeah, we are talking about <laughs> Iron Man 3. And I forced Katie to watch Iron Man 3. <laughs> yes, thank you. I've been looking forward to being on this. And I'm like, oh, Captain America, I love that. I'll see it. And you get me for Iron Man 3. Yep. And the next one is Thor 2. Yeah. Oh, what? I can tell <laughs> the you. The two tell gems <laughs> of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> the movie I couldn't remember. Of, oh, wait. What happened? Is Ben Kingsley in it? Yeah, yes. cool. I'll see it. It takes place in Monaco. Oh, no. No, no, no. Wrong no, no, one. Wrong one. <laughs> Um, not even a little bit. Yeah. Quite uh, memorable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is, I would say, like, this stretch of movies is probably my least remembered, because yeah. I've, yeah. I've seen all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, watching them felt like watching it for the first time in some ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, this one I had, I did see in theaters, didn't see again, yep. and... I stand by that decision. (laughs) (laughs) I remember liking it the first time I watched it, but being sad at the kind of lack of Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's more Tony Stark 3 than Mm -hmm. Iron Man 3. It's... I mean, they even make a joke about how he's just the mechanic of Iron Man. Like, Mm -hmm. Iron Man is the suit, and he's just there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Particularly with all the drones that he makes out of Iron Man. Like, it gets very confusing on whether or not... On what the movie's trying to say about... He is Iron Man. He is Iron Man, Mm -hmm. but... Is he, though? He is Iron Man, and the suits are him. Yeah, it's weird. It's... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it gets into, like... It begins, like, this PTSD journey. Yeah. um, Which is interesting. I think... Uh, go ahead, Katie. Oh, I forgot that this movie took place, like, directly after Avengers. And that was like, wait, wait, what was the last movie you guys did, Avengers? Oh, okay, I guess, I guess it makes sense. Right, like, they kind of jump, like, straight to flashbacks and like, oh, aliens falling through the wormhole. Mm-hmm. Um, How did you think they, like, I thought it was an interesting idea, like, tackling anxiety slash PTSD for, like, a big character, but do you guys think they handled it well in this? I think they just, like, brushed it off too easily. Like, every time mm-hmm. you start having an anxiety or a panic attack, it's like, oh, no, it's easy to get over. It's done. And it's like, well... Well, I think the biggest problem... Because I think it's hard to show, like, an anxiety attack over mm-hmm. this stuff. Sure. So it's very, like... And I, as someone who's never been in a combat situation and doesn't have PTSD, I don't know what that would look like or feel like or anything like that. So 
I think they did a good job of like making you feel for Iron Man for Tony Stark when when he was going through these panic attacks and like he can't sleep. He you know mm-hmm. he's trying to do things or whatever. But like the to skip way ahead in the movie when the kid's like, can you just like build something? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, I can build something. Just, it was just like, oh, but you were trying to do that the whole time. You're going down into your office to tinker, to build something. So you, this wasn't a solution. Right. This was not a growing, like, a character growth moment, yeah. really. Uh, yeah, there were two scenes that I thought of specifically that either did a good job or a not so good job. I thought the restaurant, like... The Applebee's. Yeah, the, the Applebee's. <laughs> right. Where he's meeting with the kids. Like, it starts off making sense because he stumbles out of the building and he falls to his knees i'm like okay i can see this yeah but then he goes from that to like oh i gotta leave and goes into supersonic flight Mm -hmm. ain't no way anybody's Mm -hmm. doing that after an anxiety attack yeah like i think it's cool that they tried to because like this is important they made an effort to put it in the movie but i don't think they did a very good job of it yeah i did like that Iron Man suit was just parked outside. Yeah. Right. Like, it was, <laughs> like it was a motorcycle. <laughs> uh, let me jump into my suit, y'all. Um, so the second scene that I thought did do a good job displaying anxiety was uh, way later in the movie when he's with the kid. Mm-hmm. And the kid will not shut up. Mm-hmm. I was getting secondhand anxiety. I'm like, shut, kid, shut, <laughs> stop, hit, yep. hit. Yep. Yeah. That's when I laughed. Yeah. I, I missed a part of the yeah, movie. Yeah, she, uh, Katie took a shower in the middle of the movie, <laughs> in all just, honesty. Yeah, I was just like, eh, I'm uh, gonna go. But yeah, that kid was, yeah, and it's like, that, that. I think that was a good scene, where the kid wasn't trying to do what he was doing, but. Right, yeah. but he was being obnoxious because yeah. he was a kid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, let's take it from the top, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we start in uh, Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we meet the main antagonist of the movie, mm-hmm. Aldrich Killian. Yep, that's his name. Yep. Killian. Killian. Yeah. You can remember it because he's Killian, guys. Mm-hmm. He's, a ba- he's a bad guy. Kill. Yeah. Kill. Kill. Yeah. Ian. A... <laughs> Kill Ian. And it sounds vaguely Irish. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, wait. N- Killian it... beer. Like Killian. I- Cillian Irish Red? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Maybe that's where well, I got like it. Cillian Murphy or Killian Murphy or something like that is an Irish actor. I oh, would well. believe that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, let's go with yes. Yeah. Yes. We're cool. going with 100% so, yes. The bad guy's Irish. We got it. <laughs> yep. And they go with the trope of nerdy, misunderstood, ignored uh, character mm-hmm. who just wants to like make the world a better place with Tony. Mm-hmm. And Tony's a dick at this point. Plus, he's hitting on the other scientist who has the same technology. Like, this is where, like, later in the movie it comes out that, uh, I can't remember her name, and Killian have been working together, and mm-hmm. she, like, goes to Pepper Potts to be like... Uh, Maya. Maya. Close. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, she's in that, too, and he cares way more about her. And they even talk about the science. They're not just, mm-hmm. like, down to bang... It's he does care a little bit about the science, but right because he is a nerd at heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's still he's not in. He doesn't want to talk to this nerdy dude. He wants to talk yeah. to a hot nerdy lady. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, and then you get to see Happy in a yeah. bolo tie. Yeah. It was great. And a mullet. And a yeah, mullet. It was pretty great. Exquisite. I think John Favreau needs to bring that back. It's mm-hmm. a good look at him. He's look. looking good. Yeah. He kind of looked like he needed to be in the WWE or something like that. Yeah. 100%. I totally thought when he walked into the hotel room that I was like, oh. <laughs> like, this is what he... This is his... Happy's going for a title belt. Nice. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so I thought that was pretty good. But Mm -hmm. then we uh, fast forward to present time where we mention Tony's having his PTSD issue and the Mandarin is having, like, these terrorist attacks. Mm -hmm. And I got some super, like, Bin Laden vibes out of that video. They were, like, really leaning into that at the beginning, I Mm -hmm. thought. Yeah. Because the, what is it, the 13, what's the terrorist organization that they kept referencing because that's the same terrorist organization that was in iron man uh iron man one wasn't it Mm, i don't remember that because i think there was a lot of connections back to the first two movies because even at the swiss party he met the guy he meets in the cave in iron man one Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so there was a lot of like yeah come on get the name right i'm sorry i'm bad at names um, so they do they do a lot of connecting back to Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, yeah. and the Avengers. So much so that during the end credits, they kept showing clips from the other movies. <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, remember these? You like these, You right? like these, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we, we start with these terrorist attacks. I didn't think that landed very well for me. Mm. Yeah. Uh, like, I think... Once we get to the plot twist, I like the fact that they lean into the Bin Laden stuff only because, like, it's playing off the fears of Americans, Mm -hmm. like, effectively, Mm -hmm. um, just to kind of manipulate them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, What a crazy plan, though. Yeah. We can't figure out how to stop some of these people from blowing up. Spoiler alert. So let's... (laughs) So let's get a terrorist guy, mm-hmm. looking guy, to just say it's a terror attack mm-hmm. for all of them? Yep. That's the plot of the movie. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And then we're going to take control of the government and play the two off of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was such a late twist that didn't make any sense to me. We're <laughs> skipping way ahead, but the vice president is on board? Yeah, because he had that daughter. That, did, the that was such a weird reveal. I have to say that was, it was so a like pan down. <laughs> it was a strange pan down to be like, uh, you see, he it's it wasn't enough that it was like he wants to be president. It's a uh, he wants the president to die, all because his granddaughter is missing a leg. Like um, that's why he's evil. The greatest tragedy it, of all, missing a leg. Yeah. It was <laughs> like yeah. that. That's what turns somebody evil. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. turns someone. Into a, from a career politician who's a vice president of the United States into, well, I have to be president to grow back right. my granddaughter's leg. Not even like... I don't know if that was his... Was, was that his thing? He said, is, I need... That no, because I think it was that, oh, these people, if I do what they said, they'll help my granddaughter. So he just, like, turned a blind eye to Iron Man's call. And so... But then he was the vice president, though, so he would become the president. I don't know. I don't think that was his main motivation. It seems like that should be enough of a motivation. (laughs) I'm saying that they layered a lot on there. (laughs) When you could have just been like, vice president, bad. I get it. He wants to be president. 
Got it. It's more like, why did we put so many more layers on this? Because then you care about him. And yeah. he's trying to help someone, not just his own selfish needs. Politicians are people too, And then at the end of the movie, he's arrested <laughs> and you never see no. him again. Nope. Yep, that was the yeah. thing of it. It's like, wait, he was arrested. So what was his part in that whole thing? Because it was a little bit unclear. It was super yeah. unclear. Yeah. <laughs> It was bad. It was, uh, yeah. It, that's what I'm saying, is that it was muddled. If you were going to just get rid of him anyways, oh, bad vice president, got it. Right, you can sell me on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm on Did board. Did they even need him in it at all? I, they needed Iron Patriot to be like, call it in. And they were like, oh, I'll call the vice president because somebody mentioned something about the vice president. Maybe it's an attack on the vice president. Call the vice president. He's like, um, oh, I'm fine. Oh, but the president's in trouble. Oh, I'll call this in. Don't worry about it, Iron Patriot. I got this. And then he was like, oh, never mind, I'm fine. Merry Christmas. This is a Christmas movie, you guys. <laughs> I wrote that. That's in my notes. Like, this is the first Marvel Cinematic Universe Christmas movie. And you'd never know it if, if they didn't say random Christmassy things every once in a while. Or play you don't Christmas like your, music. You don't like your Christmas gift? <laughs> yeah. The giant bunny. That was the best part of the movie. That was such a dumb gift. It's so I, dumb. I loved that part of the movie where Maya's like... Oh, this giant, uh, this is normal, this giant bunny. bunny. Yeah. And Tony Stark's like, it is normal! <laughs> it's just a giant bunny! Please, get out of here! That was a good part. I liked it. Yeah, it was good. And then Tony gets really cocky and he's like, yo, Mandarin, this is my home address. Come yeah. start something. And he gets totally dunked on. Well, I was... <laughs> but I super hate his and Pepper's relationship this entire movie. Because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, have you guys talked once in the last two months? Because that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Like, she's just super pissy at him. And he's like, oh, I don't even want to be in the same room. Because he... Iron Man's... The Iron Man suit meets her at the door. Yeah. And Aww. he's in the basement doing pull-ups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not even, like... Working on it. Working he's just on a thing. Out. Just working out. <laughs> that relationship is super problematic. Yeah, it, it's a little weird. Like, it's not... I don't know. It's not a relationship that you feel like you find yourself rooting for. Yeah, yeah it's because it's, it's like people wanted them together in the first movie of like, oh, the secretary and the boss. Oh, mm-hmm. that's so cute. And then like, as she got into power and a CEO, it's like, oh, they have absolutely no interaction with each other anymore. Right. They just love each other. You're just supposed to understand they <laughs> love each other. Yep, and that's all you I need to know. I don't know there's not much communication or, like, any affection I whatsoever. I don't know. They did they take smooch. a shower together, and then they were sleeping together in bed, and then the droid, uh, the drone Iron Man almost killed her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty great. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that was kind of weird. I, mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this weird relationship, those two. But... He saves her as the Mandarin yeah. is attacking their place, which was mm-hmm. sweet. I it know. was very That sweet. was the sweetest part when uh, you think the Iron Man suit's going to gobble him up. <laughs> and instead, <laughs> it gobbles uh, Gwyneth Paltrow up. And then he's like, oh, he saves his girlfriend, wife, girlfriend, wife, girlfriend. girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't uh, proposed at this point in their relationship. So Has he, does he ever in the future? Do they get Do we see that her ever again? Why do we'll, I think she ended up with Happy? We'll, we'll, we'll get there <laughs> also, in, in due time. Okay. The, I know I'm skipping way ahead, but at the end of this movie, does she get cured of superpowers? Because yes. they kind of talk about it, but then they only show... Him getting surgery. It, it's assumed that yeah. she got fixed up. Yeah. Because they're like, hey, we fixed up Pepper. Well, yeah. it sounds like 
Extremis is like, just a drug, and if you stop it, you'll be fine. Right. So. So, yeah, I, but hmm. Tony, he, he escapes barely, his mansion's falling apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, Extremis is after him in uh, Tennessee. Yep. I don't know how he ends up in Tennessee. He, he ends up in Tennessee because he was looking for a uh, terrorist attack looking thing that wasn't claimed by the Mandarin. And there was oh. one in Tennessee before the Mandarin became a thing. And he was like, I bet this is part of it. I'm going to go look for cues. So then he tells Jarvis, like, make a flight plan. So then when he escapes the underwater thing, Jarvis just flies him to Tennessee because that was the flight plan that he'd already programmed gotcha. It was. It makes sense. It was when... <laughs> kind of. So the part I missed of the movie, which I have seen it before, but I apparently don't remember anything of it, was I remember him throwing the piano at the helicopter. Mm-hmm. And then I come back, and he's in the, like, van with the fanboy. Mm-hmm. So I oh, don't wow. know any of yeah. this in-between. There was a, there's a huge in-between. <laughs> yeah. There was a fight in a there's bar a in Tennessee. There's a whole character I just missed. Yeah. Because I saw it during the end credits. I'm like, who's she? Yes. Yeah, she's the... She's <laughs> the... Fake Homeland Security agent. Okay. That's mm-hmm. actually extremist. Mm-hmm. Um, Fights uh, in the I don't mind. Bar. I missed all of this. Um, <laughs> very... Con- the... Ability to kill extremist people doesn't make sense to me. It, yeah. Sometimes they're bulletproof, like the bullets just go through them and they just heal again. Other times explosions don't do anything to them. Other times explosions kill them. It's very confusing on what's going on. Well, since they said it was like the black hole of the brain, there's a spot we can upgrade humans on mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I would feel like it would be zombie rules headshot, does it? Right, but, but it sense. does not happen in this movie. Because no. someone get he gets... Exploded. <laughs> yeah, he gets something through the head, I'm pretty sure, one of the extremist guys. Mm-hmm. And he just like gets up from it and he's like, no, I'm good. Yeah, it's like they're trying to be a bunch of term- hot Terminator 2s. Yes, I did but get Terminator the, 2 vibes. I got huge Terminator 2 vibes, particularly with the regrowth of the arms and stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, I mean, it made for some fun fight scenes. I wish there was just some rules on, like, Right, what Jarvis, can these guys do? Like, in that final fight scene, even. Like, keep it a mystery, and then the final fight scene, like, Iron Man be like, Oh, Jarvis, headshots, you gotta hit him, and that's what we gotta do. Or, like, explosions, you gotta separate all their parts. Or, like, if there was some rules to destroying mm-hmm. them. Because there was sometimes where... As Tony Stark flying around the um, cranes, he was just punching people and they were falling over. Mm-hmm. And there's other times where he's shooting people and they were fine. Mm-hmm. So it didn't make any sense to me. Nope. Not at all. Um, but, yeah. So he fights those guys mm-hmm. with the help of Harley, a young child, 10 years old, mm-hmm. who Tony's kind of a dick to. Yeah, kind of, right? Uh-huh. And it's like, you're just kind of being a dick for no reason to this poor kid. Yep. <laughs> whose dad left and his mom is like working double shifts to yep. provide for it. And at the end of the movie too, I was like, I'm skipping all around. At the end of the movie too, I was like, <laughs> he, he gives him like a really cool lab as like a thank you. Yeah. But it's like that kid needs more than a really cool lab. Tony. <laughs> like that's a, you're just trying to pay off your problems. You yeah. don't want, you want to actually take ownership of this kid and like make sure he goes to a good school and make sure he goes to college. You're just like, I'll just give him a cool place to hang out. Okay, bye. That's all he kids also, need. He also, I'm sorry, but he, he the kid stops him with a potato gun, right, in the first place. And yes. then at the end of the movie, he just gives him a better potato gun. It's not like he's like, these are the parts so you can build a cooler potato gun. He's just like, nope, end thing's the best. This is a really cool potato gun. 
Yeah. I saw you home build that other one. I built you another one. Like, it's not the point well, of the potato also, gun. it's also just, like, bringing back the fact that uh, Tony Stark's a piece of garbage. He like, he's not it. good. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. He doesn't understand what this kid needs. Nope. He's a not dad. a good father figure. <laughs> yeah. I, I noticed that in the Marvel Cinematic U- Universe, daddy issues is definitely, oh. like, a theme. Oh. There are so many daddy Wait issues Wait till we in get to movies. Guardians. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah. Basically, the the moral of the entire Cinematic Universe is, men, step up and be a good father. Be a good dad. Don't be a bad dad. <laughs> Don't be a bad dad. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes bad dads. Yeah, be a good dad. Mm-hmm. That's the number one lesson to be learned. Be a good dad. Be a good dad. Um... I just realized one character that we haven't talked about at all is War Machine's rebranding as Iron Patriot. Patriot. Yep. Uh, how did you feel about his role during this whole thing? He was, like, especially in the end of the movie, he was, like, my favorite part. He turned out to be, like, such a badass of, yeah. like, once they're both out of the suits, Tony Stark's kind of useless. And mm-hmm. it's, like, because there's the spot, again, rushing to the end of the the movie. Hey, it's the name uh, of the podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Branding. When they're trying to, like, Tony's trying to shoot out a light, and he's like, oh, it's really hard to do, and Don Cheadle's just like, done. Yep. It was... Easy um, peasy. Yeah, it showed that, like, he was actually pretty big badass, and mm-hmm. I liked him in it, and I do like that they made fun of the fact that it's, like, the Iron Patriot, and they're mm-hmm. like, no, 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 it's, like, good for branding. Yeah. <laughs> but they also, it is, it's super problematic to call a U.S. Armed Forces thing, War Machine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it makes sense that they tried to rebrand him and make mm. him more military-friendly. I mm. wanted more of him in it. Yeah, he was kind of in and out of it, and he was knocked out at one point because he gets captured by Killian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was such a problematic ending because the earlier twist was, oh, the Mandarin is just a cover-up for all these explosions that keep happening. But then they do kidnap the president, to do a thing. So the Mandarin, it was Killian, but it was, the plan the whole time was terrorism. Yes. Yeah. It's very confusing. Uh-huh. So, yeah. But this all leads to two, I think, of the most climactic scenes. One, uh, the Air Force One scene where Iron Man saves all the people falling. Yeah, yep. that was pretty neato. That was neato. That was neato burrito. But I want to say when he puts everybody down and then gets hit by a truck and you realize, oh, this was a drone the whole time, yeah. it made me think, this is the worst Iron Man suit. So bad. Because it gets hit by a truck and it just scatters. And so if there was a person in there, well, wasn't that the way they had would repair? die. I think so. He already yeah. had to do the repair on it. Yeah, but it, 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 it's, it shouldn't scatter. It was only Mark 42 or whatever it was. It, it seemed problematic to me. <laughs> More like... Mark 40 suck. Yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, you got me. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Good, good joke. Good hey. joke. Yeah. <laughs> Gentlest of touching hands. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to mess up the audio. No, of course with, not. With a super, super high five. Um, um, what was the other part then? Because that was a cool part of the movie yeah, when he saved like everybody. It. And then uh, Pepper Potts getting kidnapped and had along with the president and having to have this big old fight on uh, the oil rig mm-hmm. platform yeah. thing. Yeah. I thought... Well, it was like a dock, because it yeah. had, like, yeah, cranes mm-hmm. to do something. And it, it had something to do Shipyard. with the oil company. Yeah, yeah. it was something to do with Because weren't the oil. they going to drown the president in oil or something like that? Yes. Yeah. I think it was something, plan. yeah, there was something going on with that. What a crazy climax, though, to have him be like, 
Pepper, you're gonna have to jump. I will catch you. Trust and then me. she falls and he just misses <laughs> and she falls into fire. Yeah. Oh, and then my number one uh spoiler alert, Pepper's alive. Um, right. My least favorite thing that keeps happening in TV shows and movies where people are like in fire and catch on fire and they're like, No, they still got all their hair. Like, and clothes. Yeah, I'm like, nah. <laughs> That's not how any no. of this works. <laughs> Although, it's funny when they do, like, like obviously it's a PG-13 movie, you can't have naked people running around. Yeah. But it is kind of funny when they're, like... And they singed hair. <laughs> her, her hair is singed, her clothes are singed off, but her bra is fine. <laughs> it's a... Ri- hey, maybe, I'd like to imagine... I was going to say... Ex- aim. Yeah. Extrem- yeah, aim. I like to imagine, because they were doing the experiments yeah. on her. Yeah. Maybe they're like, yo... This is going to burn up your clothes, so we need some heat-resistant, like, yeah. sports yeah. bra and pants. They, they learned their lesson after they first showed, like, when uh, Tony's in the truck and he's like, finds all the footage mm-hmm. of, like, all the people volunteering. And they're like, all right, first round of trials. And they put 18 people in a basement, inject them at once, and some person starts to blow. And they're like, oh, get everyone out. It's like, yeah, <laughs> probably don't put them all strapped down together yeah. if you know explosion is a side like, effect. Like, yeah, maybe keep them in OSHA separate OSHA would not rooms. approve. Mm-hmm. No. Good thing that they didn't find out about this. They would have shut it down. They would have shut it down. OSHA could stop so many things. (laughs) So many things. Uh, If only. Do you notice um, AIM is missing in action backwards? (laughs) MIA. He did it a couple times where he was looking at like a... Uh, was glass that supposed screen. to be a thing? I think so, because he was looking at a who glass was screen. Who in action, then? Um, it was all the people who uh, uh, were injured yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he, like, was looking at a screen, and it was he was looking at an AIM thing, but from our point of view, mm-hmm. you could see MIA, and then later when he was looking at, like, the people that they were doing the experiments on, they were all MIA. Right. Well, isn't AIM also the start of, did either of you watch um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? No, I have not nope. seen that series. Uh, I, like, watched the first season and a half, and I think that has all to do with AIM and Extremis and, like, the first two seasons or oh, something. Oh, interesting. I don't know. It's got something about, I think someone becomes a ghost rider. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I fell off real quick, but I think that this is what started the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, because it's got Phil Coulson, so it would be after Avengers, so they must have merged yep. it, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, well, we are running lowish on time. So let's, so let's let, get to our features. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, <laughs> Katie, you're a normal listener. <laughs> you know what we do next. Yeah, because I can. We do our two features, which is the first one, scene that stuck out. Yes. So this, what is the scene that stuck out for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say... I really liked the final, like, battle scene. Mm-hmm. Like, having the... He called it the house party protocol or whatever. Yeah. yeah. They having, like, up. a million Iron Man. They weren't great suits, yeah. but it was cool to have, like, a million of them show up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'd say my favorite scene... Uh, my standout scene was the Big Bunny scene. <laughs> my, with, uh, my, I really liked the, uh, the... It's normal! It's just a Big Bunny! Stop looking at it! I just liked that part. Yeah. It was very dumb. I liked it. I guess mine would be the Air Force One, him saving the people in the sky, because yeah. that's pretty cool. That and after pretty finally cool. having gone skydiving, I was like, I, as a just normal human being, would never be able to do. Like, when they're like, oh, reach out and grab someone, be like, nah, son, no I ain't doing way. that. That would be so hard to do. <laughs> yeah. But it was really, it was really cool and neat. I liked mm-hmm. it. Right. Cool. Um, and then the second thing we got to figure out is a score out of 10. Yes. <laughs> mine... Yeah. Four. 
Wow, four. Yeah? Because it was an enjoyable movie, I would say. Like, there was some good parts in it. There's a lot of problematic parts in it, though. Um, mm. So, I give it a four. Because I remember Thor was a five. Yeah. Meaning, like, I'd watch this again. Oh. I liked this movie probably better than Iron Man 2. Really? Yeah. Huh. Which I gave a seven, so I'm going to give this also a seven. Okay. Like a, Like an enthusiastic seven. Really? I felt like this was weaker. This was the weakest Iron Man movie. Mm. Huh. Obviously, my rating right. shows Reflects that, that, too. Um, it just felt like it, it was a movie that they were just like, we'll make money. We gotta make it. It's a trilogy. It has to be. Yeah, and it just was like they introduced a new villain, and so they were trying to make it a trilogy by having a bunch of callbacks, but then it really was its own standalone, standard superhero movie. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Four. Sorry, Jordan. Uh, At me. I, you can you can four it all you want, and I can seven. I'll it all. fight you. It's cool. <laughs> wow. Katie. Um, I guess I I think my grading skill is gonna be way different than your guys. Sure. I'm gonna give it like a three. Yeah. Touch hands. That's right. <laughs> um, I. I'm, like, going with a five would be, like, yeah, that's good. I, five is neutral, yeah. Yeah, I just didn't like this. And the fact that I didn't remember anything about it, I got up and left part of the way through and was totally cool with it. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't want to have to watch it again. <laughs> okay, that's well, fair. we're going to do Iron Man 3 tonight. Yeah, again. We're going to watch yeah, it again. We're watch it again. And then we're going to watch again, it again tomorrow. And again, <laughs> and, again. and again. This is the Iron Man 3 podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Uh, yeah, the next movie that we're actually going to see is Thor. The Dark World, which I remember nothing about, as I've mentioned. So. I think it's going to be much like Iron Man 3 for me. If I know I saw it. Yeah. I have not seen it. Ooh. Oh. So this is the first movie that I did not see. So, yeah. Damn it'd be fun. Much. Here we go. We're going to go see it. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>